The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about you, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. And now your host, your host Isaiah, Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Walker, Patrick Nick Walker, Harris, and Kyle, Kyle Yeomans. Yeomans. It's another off-season edition of Talking Cowboys here from the SWBC studios at the Star in Frisco. Presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company, the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. Welcome into another episode. It's a different episode. Yeah. We, we have Nick Harris's name in the intro for the first time. Yeah. Sounded good. Yeah, it's official now. Yeah, we couldn't give it away last week. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, we had to exactly. we had to wait a week, kind of let the surprise yep. happen. Now 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 it's in there. Now it's official. <laughs> We're good to go. Patrick Nosey Walker out on vacation mm. doing his thing. What yep. is that? I scared him away. That's what really happened. Yeah, exactly what it is. It's all right though. We had a good conversation. About it. He'll be back next week. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. I will not be here this week. <laughs> so you scared me away the second time around. But then we've got Isaiah Stanback. In the building. Hi, Kyle. How's your cracking? Hey, what's cracking? Yeah, what's cracking? <laughs> Seven to two on Sunday. Oh my! Yeah. Did you have to remind everybody about that. Yeah, it's okay. Oh, wow. You know, you need. Mm. You, sometimes you need a wake up call. Sometimes. In a series, and it's just gonna it's gonna flip. Or sometimes teams just wake up. It's gonna flip. Mm. Mm. That team's gonna wake up tonight. Oh, you guys are yeah. sleeping. Oh, uh, they were through game. Three. Oh, okay. yeah, no doubt. All right, no doubt. So go stars, go. <sighs> go get the win tonight. Let's go ahead and force it at least to six, and then oh. I'll go watch it clinch it on the road, and Facts. that'd be great. Yeah, Facts. watch the uh, watch the stars. If it goes to it six, I'm gonna have to come up there and meet you. Come on with it. Oh, that would be fun. God, that would be fun. Knuckles, man. Why? What's going on? I don't know why. For whatever reason, I've been giving I've been getting Kyle like knuckles today, and it just hurts a little yeah. bit. Hurts a little bit. A little bit more hardware on the. A little bit. A little bit of shine there. Look at that. Yeah. That color's nice. Sunday, baby. There you go. She is now officially Lorena Yeomans. She's yours, son. Boom. Locked in. How about that? Long-term contract. Lifetime kind contract. Lifetime contract. Oh, man. Bro, the night of our freaking lives. Dude, that was awesome. It was incredible. That was awesome, man. Oh, so many. Freaking fantasy land right there. It was. It was. Yeah. It was a fairy tale. And she's a Disney princess. So there you go. There you I go. mean, that's just kind of the the whole whole thought process behind it. Everybody that's in here w- was there. Yeah. I mean, it was. It, you guys saw the emotion that was there. And yeah. I mean, you didn't hold it together at all, dude. Not at all, bro. The once the the videos come out, and I'm so excited for the videos. And the photos are going to be incredible. We had a dream team vendor team. Like, I mean, they were yeah. all incredible. And uh, the the video, because I, I, I mean, I was so in the moment, and you could see I was just trying to keep it together as much as I possibly could. That didn't last very long. Yeah. Um, you know what, Kyle? But man, it uh, was it was awesome. Uh, you know, one one you have you and Steph Curry have some things in common. What's that? You, <laughs> I'm you, interested. You, you you and Steph Curry, you guys don't look like brothers or nothing like that. <laughs> but one commonality is you guys both shoot your shots. Yeah. yeah, and I don't know if you know this, Nick, but take a look at your screen right now. Oh, this was no. this was Kyle <laughs> Yomas. This was the napkin, okay, at his <laughs> at his reception, and this was the first shot that he shot at his young <laughs> wife Lorena. Now, just look at it. There. And that's a wordsmith if I've ever seen one. Let's, let's go to read that out, okay? So there was a picture of his now wife, okay, mm-hmm. and it said this was what Kyle sent in the DMs. <laughs> 
looking like a dime among the pines. Fire, fire. Mm-hmm. That was your first shot at her. Yeah. And she responded. She did. So we had known each other for years up to that point because we had met in college. And so we just kind of kept up with each other. She was actually an intern with the Cowboys for a little bit. Okay. So we kind of kept in touch. And then COVID happened. And she went on this trip in the middle of 2020. Okay. And and I I sent her that DM just kind of out of the blue. We had not talked. We had not texted. We had not been romantically involved at all. Like, But she was. She was looking like a dime amongst the pines. A dime amongst the pines. That was what worked. Would that have been your word choice, Nick? If it's that easy, then I don't know what's what's keeping me around. A dime among the pines. Now, when when Mr. Beamer in the back saw that and I saw that, we – we lost it. Good. We lost it. But Good. you know what? But at, we we gained a lot of you gained a lot of respect that day because I don't think I would have shot that shot with those words and it worked. Yeah, mm. the confidence. That's it, the, it's it's all it's not, it's all about the confidence. I as long as you have the confidence, the with first the shot, thing Isaiah then, says know. to me is like, "Hey man, can you get that on the screen?" It, it talks about <laughs> so it was Isaiah's yeah, idea. I, I, I never I do that. Beam, I would have never thought that pine trees. And fire go together, but he found a way to make it go together. I don't See, know. I should have put the, the tree emojis, honestly, but it it's worked okay. out. I'm it's not okay. going to change it. Normally, you put three emojis back to back. You only yeah. put two, so you were in a rush to get that text out. You and wanted then, to hurry up and send oh, that. I want to get that thing out of there. Yeah. <laughs> the chamber, the first one. How long did the you first look at the one? message? How did I? Lo- how long did I look at? Not it? long. With only two emojis. Yeah. <laughs> You're <laughs> you right. You're right. I think I was confident. I went up and I shoved that shot up there, man. Yeah. Like it was. It was like a half court heave. Like that's what it needed. And you talk about out kicking your coverage yeah, and shooting buddy. your shot. Like, I mean, I, I got both of those things down. That's all awesome. all of the sports analogies all That's kind of, awesome, they man. all were there. I mean, she wow. was she was the most beautiful bride. She really was. And uh, I can't wait for, for Cowboys Nation to see the pictures because they're going to see them. I guarantee she, you. She yeah. is an awesome individual. <laughs> yeah, you you really, you got you one. Yeah. She is an awesome human. Uh, if you guys have never had an opportunity to meet her, she is just, yeah. just genuine as they come. Like, literally, yeah. like, there's no, there's no, Anger. I don't even know if she even gets mad. If she does get mad, I wouldn't want to be around her. She gets this, mad. Yeah, she's fiery. She's from not. New York, so she's fiery. She probably smiles when she's mad. That's probably a just, little bit. Yeah, that's scary. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna pray for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't. Luckily, it hasn't been toward me a lot. Okay, because I try and avoid that. But uh, every once in a while, every once in a while. But she's the best, and and I can't wait. But man. Yeah, so much fun. I'm so glad you guys were there, and, and I can't wait Thanks to share it. Thanks for the invite, it. man. Yeah, dude. Well, what did you think about the dance, by the way? What did you think about the, the first dance? Oh, man, the you lean? did a good job. Yeah, that was your How go-to move, man. Was good, I man. was worried about your hamstring, but you did good. Bro, I worked out with you in the morning. <laughs> you you tried to You tried to kill me. <laughs> hey, y'all, K- he KY. That, he didn't seem in that B-roll. I wish I could have put that up here. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, I did not send that to you. But but KY and his crew, <laughs> they came through in the morning. That was Kyle's request. Can we yeah. work out the yeah. morning of my wedding? And I was like, are you serious right now? He was like, yeah. I'm like, all right, I'm not going to kill you. It was great, actually. I yeah, loved it. I'm glad you guys had a good time. He, somehow, someway, he has two guys in his as his groomsmen that were both like McLovin's. Yeah. They, 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 one <laughs> looks just like McLevin. He has two that, that act like McLevin. I don't know how that worked. That but weird, yeah, your man. guys are awesome, too. They were great. And, uh, I mean, there was one Giants fan that was in there, and he was geeking out, and he told me last night we were having dinner, and he was he was on the bench working out, and he was like, man, he won a Super Bowl for me. And he, was, oh he, was, he, was, he was trying to finish his rep, and he was trying to push it through, and, and he yeah. was like, he, he did it for me. This is for him. Mm. Like, it, was, it was fun, man. Everybody else was Cowboys fans. Except, yeah, that yeah. Makes, it makes sense. I mean, because... Based upon what these guys are doing with their roster, they look like they're trying to get another thing on their yeah. finger too. Yeah. So and let's let's talk about that. The, okay. Enough about the wedding, and, and we'll talk plenty about it. I'm sure at some point we'll get the B roll up there. But 
Let's talk about the offseason for the Cowboys because we have some some big dates coming up. Thursday, schedule release. So you get, you're going to get to know the schedule. You know the home. You know the away opponents. We can kind of go through that if we really want to. But Thursday, anyways, is going to be where it's all organized. And you kind of know what's going on for this Cowboys schedule. But this offseason has been a good one, right? For the most part, you kind of feel like so. it's been a good offseason. What has been the most improved part of this roster from the beginning of the offseason, through the draft, through undrafted free agency, and now into the point where we're getting close to rookie minicamp, we're getting close to OTAs, Nick. Where do you feel like they've taken the biggest step? I think it's just filling holes and, and parts of need. You know, there's going to be a lot of inexperienced guys that are going to get an opportunity in training camp to step up. You know, I'm doing a breakdown on a linebacker position right now, especially with the possibility that Micah Parsons could be spinning down to defensive end. Maybe that's something we get into later. But who kind of fills that role? And, you know, there's a lot of open bodies that, you know, are ready to take on that that challenge. And then if you look at the offensive line, you know, if injuries are to happen, we kind of talked about it last week, you know, you have guys that are ready to step in and, and potentially contribute. And then, you know, it, taking out Ezekiel Elliott, but inserting Deuce Vaughn, that's explosion. You know, and, and there was explosion that was needed at times last year, especially whenever the offense got stagnant. You know, adding uh, um, uh, weapons in the receiving core with Brandon Cooks, more explosion. So I, I think there was just a lot of points of need, especially on the offensive side of the ball. And we saw how the season ended against San Francisco and, and needing that extra explosion. I think that was the most important part of need so that maybe that was the biggest addressing of need that happened was adding that explosion but just overall on both sides of the ball adding points of need. I'm going to have to lean it towards defense. I I, I totally agree with what you yep. said but if I had to pick a side I'm going to say that they made a decision at the in this offseason if we had to make a choice between offense or defense being more dominant mm-hmm. I think they chose defense. Yep. I think they chose to be more dominant on defense. I mean, that probably goes towards the fact that they felt like they're closer to being in that in that category of, of dominance, right? It's like we're probably closer to being dominant on defense more so than offense. So let's just go ahead and just throw the extra chips in there that we need to be unstoppable in that regard. And I think that that's what they attained to try to. That's what they they sought after to do this offseason. Obviously, by by adding to the secondary, right? We we did that by going out there and solidifying at the quarterback position. Then we went out there and added in the draft as well at the D line position, addressing that hole. Okay, you added a overshone at, at the linebacker position in terms of adding another speed guy at that second level because you knew that you were going to lose lose quote unquote yeah. a, a linebacker right so you needed somebody else in that regard and I still think they need to address that in with the, within free agency mm-hmm. I think that needs to be addressed cuz I think we need probably two more guys at linebacker I'm with you. but in terms of speed at the second level and being able to run and rush from that position I think that they addressed that as well so the addition of Gilmore the addition of Smith the addition of Overshaw I think that they did a great job adding at every single level of that defense. And I think they are now in that category of dominant. Yeah, it goes back to, I mean, we've talked about it before on this show. We, I know we talked about it on the draft show. But if you have enough of one thing, add another. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you are good at one spot, go ahead and keep adding. Correct. I mean, never relax in that regard. And you brought back Dan Quinn mm-hmm. because of what he did in his first season how he improved upon that in his second season. And, of course, he is well qualified to be a head coach in the NFL. Everybody that's listening to this podcast probably knows that. He's here for a reason, and he's here to be elite. Mm -hmm. He's here to build something special. And in order to do that, he needed a couple of pieces. Mm -hmm. Went out and got a veteran corner that can play with Trayvon Diggs, that can play with Deron Bland, that can play with these guys that you're going to sprinkle in like a Nashawn Wright and then even an Eric Scott if he ends up making a bit of a push as a draft pick. But 
you have a veteran quarter and Stephon Gilmore that you can rely on. Now you have a big, big dude in the middle. Mm-hmm. Not only to stop the run, but to try and pre- present a little pass rush too, and that's Mozzie Smith. And if there was no Dan Quinn, you wouldn't have re-signed Vanderish. You wouldn't have re-signed Dono. No, like sir. those were the huge additions as well that people don't really look at. Obviously, that kind of get overlooked. Yeah. But those were key acquisitions as well because those guys could have went wherever they wanted at that yeah. point, right? So retaining Van Der Esch, retaining Dono, now all of a sudden you're bringing guys back that, okay, these are sure things in our defense. Now to your point, Kyle, let's add to it, right? Now let's add what do we need to push us over the edge? Yeah, yeah It, it kind of gives me the vision of the game at the arcade, you know, the little quarters, and it has a little thing that keeps the little sweeper that keeps coming forward. Like they, You just feel like, okay, if I just put a quarter right here, they're all going to fall forward. <laughs> like that's what they needed. They needed just those guys in place. It's okay, now they're there. Now let's go Go ahead and drop a couple more in there, and this just this just might push us over the edge. You got the big tower leaning on the yeah, edge yeah, right yeah. now because that's what you were last year. You were there. You were yep. there to be elite. You were there to be dominant. So that that coin tower is standing right there on the edge, and it just needs to get pushed over. If you're offense, you now fear this defense. I mean, you yeah. you already respected it. You had a high regard for this defense, but now it's like, where is the weak spot? Based on paper, right? Based on, not only just paper, but what they have shown in the past. So you retain pretty much everybody. That you needed to retain. And then you add it onto it. So where they were weak, there's no longer a weakness there. There's not a soft spot, right? It's like you was able to poke somebody in the stomach like Pillsbury. Okay, now that's a doggone rock hard stomach, right? Yeah. Like this, it's no longer soft. The middle of the defense is no longer soft, right? The linebacker core is going to get figured out. The cornerback position, okay, we had some guys go down last year. We had some young, inexperienced guys. Okay, but now guess what? I look over there and I and I and I see doggone Gilmore. I look over on the other side and I see Diggs. It's like crap. There's no weak spots. Let's go to the slot. Oh, dog. Goner goes that dog. A second-year player that was out there intercepting everything that came his way, right? So wrong. Yeah, DDB. So, I mean, so now you have no weak spots there. Okay, let's go to the secondary. Crap, they got all three safeties back. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay, cool. Let's go to the D-line. Oh, we don't want to pass against these guys because they're going to get in the backfield. Okay, let's run the ball. Shoot. You got dog on. <laughs> you got the big boys in the middle now. Okay, the yeah. Twin Towers. So, now you have addressed all the weak spots, and there's no good place to attack this defense, just like there's these bowling ball fullbacks, there's no good place to hit them. There's no big good place to attack this defense. Yeah, and you got 650 pounds on that interior defensive yeah. line now. It's, it's just that's that's not easy to run the ball. Hankins and Smith. <laughs> but the but the defense is it's, it's creating a failsafe of, of itself in some ways. You know, it, offense is like okay, we're going to go out and add explosion, and defense is like okay, like we see that, but we're going to be ready in case that doesn't work out. Correct. And you know, there was times last year where you know the defense, and I, again I mentioned this last week, where the defense was on the field so much but if you have guys that can rotate in and you don't have to have Mozzie and Hankins on the field at the same time they can rotate in then you're creating a failsafe for yourself and you, they can't run the ball against those guys and you know that makes it a lot easier on your defense man when's the last time that you have looked at this defense and said exactly what Isaiah and what Nick just said you you fear this defense because yeah they were feared last year to a certain extent mm-hmm. but there wasn't a culture around it of like oh man those cowboys are coming yeah there was a couple like, holes there, there was a couple, couple of them yeah. yeah and i mean there were uh, we were through the middle of october last year before they gave up two touchdowns in a game they were the only team that did not give up multiple touchdowns right. in a game until the later part of october that's nuts yeah that is nuts two touchdowns mm-hmm. that's all it took no they only gave up one of course, there were some up and downs toward the back half of the season. But if they've improved the way that they think they have, or at least on paper, it looks like they've improved. I think there is a, there's a culture that's being built. Mm-hmm. And it's being built, yes, with Mike McCarthy, but Dan Quinn is the one that's leading that charge on the defensive right. side. Now you've got the offensive side that needs to catch up. And then that's kind of where I'm going with it. Because, Nick, you said fail-safe. You kind of need a fail-safe because the offense right now, at least – 
coming off of the season that they did, looks like they could use that firepower. Have they added enough with Brandon Cooks, with the draft picks, to build some confidence in terms of the firepower that they have? I, I think so. You know, you have a veteran in the room that knows how to play in a fiery offense and an explosive offense. He's mm-hmm. played with Drew Brees. He's played with Tom Brady, talking about Brandon Cooks. You know, can he bring that same element to the offense and also stay healthy? And if he can, then yeah, absolutely. Then we're, we're talking about something. And especially if Deuce Vaughn can come in and contribute immediately, whether it be from out of the backfield or in the slot. I, I'm honestly kind of tempering my expectations on Deuce Vaughn going into the year just because he's still young. He's still small at the end of the day. And um, he is a six-round pick. And he I is mean, a six-round pick it, for sure. That's one of those developmental picks and even I mean I had a fifth round grade on him that's a developmental round too yeah so. absolutely and let's say it works out and and you know by the mid by mid season or late in the season you know he's becoming an actual offensive weapon then yeah I think you have added enough uh, explosive fireness to your offense but That'd be awesome um, you, it, looking at CD and Brandon Cooks alone in the in the receiving core and then you have some athletic versatile guys that are playing tight end now it, I think the potential is there it's always the potential has always been there though it's about meeting it and yeah. um, you know I think with a different philosophy in the offensive game plan we'll see early on if it's going to work or not i can tell you by game three we're going to look up and be like okay i think this is the right move or we're going to be like oh this this defense is going to have to help us this year so i I think we'll know early on we're going to we're going to have people thinking they've solved it through game one it'll be it'll be it'll be halftime and i'll send out my halftime thoughts question mark question mark and everybody's going to be like we need to get out of here like we need (laughs) like like sell the team like it's going to be a terrible thing What, what do you guys believe that brandon cook's saw in Dak for him to come out and make the statement he made last week that I kind of want to get to that yeah let's talk I want to talk about that a little bit so I want to talk about that and then some of these young wide receivers that could maybe step up let's take our first break when we come back we'll set that up and talk about it a little bit more with more talking cowboys right after this Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable and now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Black Rifle Coffee Company serves premium coffee to people who love America. When you drink Black Rifle Coffee, you are directly supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders in your community. Black Rifle's expert roasters love coffee almost as much as Texas loves football, so it makes sense that America's Coffee partnered with America's team. Go online at BlackRifleCoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com to fuel up today. Hey, honey, can we talk? Of course. What's up? Well, I just thought you should know. I've been curious about the new Dr. Pepper strawberries and cream. (gasps) Have you felt this way a long time? No, I just think I'd really like the taste of Dr. Pepper swirled with layers of flavor. If you feel that way, I think you should try it, babe. It's amazing. I mean, you're amazing, too. (laughs) New Dr. Pepper strawberries and cream. The new flavor you deserve. Want to use the Cowboys locker room's favorite products? Check out the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word cowboys. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. 
Back to Talking Cowboys. Oh, back here on Talking Cowboys. We're grabbing the reeds so that way we can pay the bills the right way here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company, the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. Okay, guys, head to Miller Lighthouse, AT&T Stadium for the Dallas Cowboys Tacos and Tunes Festival, presented by Miller Light this Saturday, May 13th from 2 to 7 p.m. Enjoy a variety of tacos and food truck options while you sip on cold drinks and listen to live music. Admission and parking for the Dallas Cowboys Tacos and Tunes Festival is free. Visit attstadium.com slash tacos and tunes for more info. What's your favorite type of taco? Um, just uh, just regular beef fajita with some you know cilantro, cut onions Ooh. in there, you know, a little salsa. Okay. Favorite taco? Just give me a bean and cheese, man. I'm good. I love me a bean I and cheese that. taco. Bean I'm right cheese. there with you, dude. Yeah. I don't know if that's my favorite. I like like chicken fajitas are great, but I don't know if that would you consider a fajita a taco? That's a good question. Is a fajita a taco? I don't know. I mean, it's it's a, a very question. similar. <laughs> is a fajita build. Pass that off to the social media team for camp. yeah, but it's different. Is yeah, is fajita? Oh, we we've come up with great ideas oh, for the absolutely. social media team on this show before. So absolutely, they can take it Just again. Just DM if really Kyle want. your favorite tacos, please. Yeah, DM me my there. yeah favorite tacos at Kyle underscore Yeomans on Twitter. Just. It would just make me hungry, honestly. We need an out-of-context Talking Cowboys page. Just, is a fajita a taco? And just That's a really have that. good question. Dude, we need to just tweet it on the Talking Cowboys <laughs> page. I feel like everything is out of context anyways. We could just put looking like a dime amongst the pines yeah, and, then exactly. put, and, then, and then put as a fajita Beamer, a taco. Beamer, yes. put that on the team page. We need that all, We need that apparel ASAP. <laughs> T-shirt. Dime Dude, amongst the if pines. You, if you, you guys, I would, I would pay you guys – to show up with t-shirts like oh, i would, no I would you ain't even got to pay me I bro be, i would it. rock that t-shirt I am wearing so that. hard i'm waiting to camp though bro i would totally I'm do that to camp. i'm wearing that white camp. t-shirt with it on yeah, absolutely oh my gosh that's some khaki shorts on <laughs> trust me i already got the outfit picked out and i'll just have a fire don't make a white shirt. t-shirt please <laughs> <laughs> looks bad on tv oh gosh i i came straight from the wedding hotel i didn't even get a polo on today so mm. yeah maybe You're still at the hotel kicking it uh today's the last day they're checking Jeez. out in an hour so yeah once we get off i can go back over there but uh all right so you you mentioned the statement that Brandon Cooks made last week yeah, about Dak Prescott. Tell the people, Kyle. So while they were at the Raleigh Iant Home Run Derby and they were having having fun raising money for great causes and, and doing some some really cool events out there at the Rough Riders Field. But before you go to that, uh huh, did we have any representatives? We did. We did have a rep. No, who who is our rep? Patrick Nosey Walker was our rep. Patrick Nosey Walker. He's mm-hmm. not here to defend himself today. But, He's but, not. But Beamer, do we know how he did in the Home Run Derby? Who? Patrick. Patrick. No C. Um, I mean, I can get someone on the phone. Just, he did I, not do that well. Was there. There's a rumor. He, I was there. There's he, a rumor. Nick, what, what did Nick you see, there. Nick, with your own eyes? There was a rumor that uh, Kyle's bat came into play as okay. far as um, okay. there wasn't, quote, enough pop on the bat. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. He did say that. Yeah, so there wasn't enough that. pop on the bat. Yeah. Not the user. Yeah. But correct. the bat didn't have it. Okay. So correct. being that the user didn't have any issues, what, what did his user, how many times did he hit it over the fence? I don't have the numbers on that one. Oh, I did. zero. Oh. Yikes. Yeah, he, I don't Yikes. think he hit one. I don't. Yeah, I don't think oh. he hit one. Uh, the baseball player. Now he raised a thousand dollars for charity. Oh, well, that's awesome. So he like killed it. Yeah. yeah. So he, he put it in play. He hit it well. Okay. He just didn't hit it over the he wall, didn't get the which lift. is fine. He, he didn't drop the elbow. I want to. I want to bring this up though. <laughs> so he was talking about the bat, right? And he and you were saying that 
I, I told him not to bring his bat, oh which I did. I did. I told him, I was like, you don't need a bat. You really don't. You can use your own bat. Okay. It's going to be fine. But the, the bat has no pop on it argument. Let's take this. Let's take my Ooh, camera right here. That's you last so year. So this is me last year, Beaver, uh -huh. if you can put it on camera here. How many did you send out, Kyle? I sent out 13. Ooh. Yeah. With that, that bat. So you see the red stripes, the red, red and white stripes. Right. It's yes. an Easton bat. With like a little bit of pine tar on the, it or look something. At the intensity in the face. Yellow and black. <laughs> no mouthpiece. <laughs> Raw. That's Patrick. Mm. Yeah, it looks like he's he's getting the on same top of bat. It. It's the same bat, guys. Oh my. It's the same bat. Same wow. Bat. Look at those manicured nails. Wow. Stop uh, it. <laughs> the uh, the red the red and white red and white. I did notice they were shiny. This they are shiny. shiny. Yeah. Wow. So red and white red and white, and then it's the same bat. Baby oil. The same bat. Yeah. Uh, so same bat, different mm. user, different, different result, user, different result. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait till he's back. He's gonna hate the fact that we oh, had this conversation. Wow. And then I'm not See, gonna Kyle, be here. I I'm, I too have made those statements about a bat not having enough pop. But it's usually like okay, instead of it going 400, and you know it went like 350. Stop. And, like oh you know, so it's not, why it's, are you putting 400 I mean, out how, there? How far is that fence that you guys were hitting on? Oh, it's short. 200. Right? Smash, yeah. smash, smash. <laughs> <laughs> he, so he he smashed some baseballs though. He hit it hard. I saw you know some what? video. He hit it hard. He was hitting line drive. Though he's getting oh, base yeah. hits, you got to get under it. Yeah, you that's get the under big it. thing. You got to get under it. Yeah, and it's gotta drop that in that, that back hit. Oh, dude, yeah, yeah that's that was. The but key. you know, he raised money, so good job. No thousand dollars. Good job raising some money for 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 the, for the needy. But okay. uh, but we got to work on your hitting. Okay, uh, go ahead. <laughs> we'll get him out there next yeah. year. We're gonna make it work. All right. So Brandon Cooks on Wednesday during that that event during the Reliant Home Run Derby said, "I've been around some great ones." Speaking on Dak Prescott and quarterbacks in general. And we've been throwing, and I've got to tell you, that guy can sling the ball. He is special. Mm. Thoughts on on how he? I mean, because he's played with some good quarterbacks. What, what quarterbacks has he played with, Kyle? Let's let's list them: Drew Brees and Tom Brady. I know. We're oh, those two guys. Those, yeah, those and, two and are pretty Davis good. Mills. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh good. Drew Brees has a cannon. Tom Brady has yeah. a cannon. Yeah. Yeah. So for him to come out and say that. That dude can sling it. Yeah, mm -hmm. he's throwing him in the category of ar at least arm strength. He's at least addressing the arm strength aspect of things. Okay, yep. um, then he he is special. That's what caught my attention. It's different, right? It's, it's a different saying. It's different. Yeah, you don't have to say that. And I think the word choice of sling it really emphasizes arm, no. arm power. Arm power. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, man, he puts it on a dime. He's he's putting it right in my bread basket. It's he can sling it. He's not talking about the accuracy aspect. He's talking about yeah. straight pure pure yeah. velocity. Yeah. But then he did the, the special comment really grabbed my attention because of the quarterbacks that he's played with. So he made it very clear that, hey, I've played with some great ones. Drew Brees, Tom Brady, some of the greatest. Yeah. Okay. This one is special. So he's making a distinct difference between this one mm -hmm. and the ones he's already played with. Yeah. What did he see so far? What has he seen so far in Dak that he may not have seen or is is complementary to what he's seen in the past? Yeah, I think that's an interesting uh, interesting question. Just, I, I mean, if we're looking at where Dak is in his career right now, are we talking peak potential? Just uh, let's take the turnovers out of the equation. Okay. Um, what he's been able to do with play action, what he's been able to do with you know taking on different challenges with diff many different offensive philosophies, being able to adjust to that in a quick way, uh, being able to score in bursts at times. 
Uh, do we think he's kind of in his peak right now? And if we say yes, then I, I see where Brandon Cooks is coming from uh, because a peak Dak does look pretty good. Is it a top five, eight quarterback in the league? Eh, I think that's up for debate. But if, if, if he thinks it is, then, you know, I think there is something to see there. And it's, it's Dak at his best. And I think that is special. When you look at the list of quarterbacks that are in the NFC compared to the list of quarterbacks that are in the AFC. It's argued that Dak is a top two or three quarterback in the in NFC. NFC. Right? Yeah, I mean, that's just uh, just based on the, not saying in the NFL, but in the, the NFC, NFC, he is. I mean, it's him, Jalen Hurts, Kirk Cousins, and those are kind of the three guys. Daniel Jones is even up there. Am I missing anybody in terms of the NFC? Because it's really kind of a mess quarterback-wise. So to be in the position that the Cowboys are in, to have a quarterback that you can rely on, Find him that firepower. Mm. Find him the weapons on the outside that where he can have some success. Block up front for him. Go and get him some offensive line help. And I think if you would ask Cowboys fans and pull Cowboys fans right now, where are they the, the weakest offensively? It'd probably be the interior of the offensive line. Mm. Find a way to, to protect that guy because now he has some weapons like a Brandon Cooks to throw the football to. He has a new tight end to throw the football to, Luke Schoonmaker. So you have some options there, but can he – put it together from an offensive line standpoint and a pressure standpoint to really sit back and deliver and sling it like yeah. Brandon Cooks is talking about. That's the biggest thing for me right now. Now, with Brandon specifically, what should the expectations be for Brandon Cooks? Because six 1,000-yard receive, receiving seasons, two of those in New Orleans, one with Tom Brady in New England, one with the Rams and Jared Goff in 2018, and then two with Houston, 2020 and 2021. Last year, Brandon Cooks had 57 receptions for 699 yards in 13 games. So, based on his last couple of seasons, he's had 1,000 yards in two of three. What should the expectations be for Brandon Cooks going into his first Cowboys year? I'm not sure, Kyle. I'm really intrigued and interested to see how they're going to utilize him and CD together. I don't get into that number one, number two, one A, one B. I don't get into that mess, right? Well, it's one, two. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty I straightforward. I just, I just CD don't, then Cooks. When you're running complementary offense, like I don't, I don't, you don't I want personally, it yeah, to I don't. Be that way. I don't care. Like if you're gonna pick one guy, the only time you're really gonna really need to have a number one is if you're getting down on goal line and you're going freaking, you know, freaking thirteen personnel. Yeah. You know, like that's <laughs> that's the only time like that really matters. But these guys are gonna play and they're gonna boast well for each other. I, I'm interest, interested to see what type of route concepts and, and route trees they are going to be asked to run. They can run it all, no doubt about that. But most guys gravitate towards a handful of routes that they run really well. And their coaches rely on them when they have these concepts, they call these concepts, they're going to say, hey, you know, Cooks, he's our he's our he's our dig runner. You know, CD's our post runner. Like whatever those guys do really well, they're gonna kind of lean on them to be experts in those particular routes. I'm interested interested to see which of those routes they lean on each of those guys, and if they differ, are they gonna be kind of do they run the same routes the same way? Do they you know does one guy run a double move better than the other guy? Like I, I want to see that competition, and I'm hoping that it's an interpersonal competition between those two that helps elevate both of their games. Yeah, and I think it starts obviously with where they line up. Uh, you know, it, they've talked about wanting to hone in CD in the slot and have him, you know, have the whole field to be able to use those mm -hmm. route concepts. So do they keep him at the slot and put Cooks out at the Z and, and let him work right off the line? Or do they move them both between both sides and, you know, just kind of make it fluid throughout the entire game? Because that, that 
uh, eventually makes it tougher to cover. So I think that'll be really interesting to see. I think we could see that as early as preseason. And and you also want some supplemental weaponry too, oh, right? Absolutely. You want to find some of those guys, those younger guys, Jalen Tolbert and uh, even Simi Fajoko. I, I, it's weird calling him a younger guy now. Like it, the, the time is You're up for, for Simi Fajoko. He's got to get some sort of production taken care of. So with those two guys in the fold, the wide receiving core could look complete from top to bottom mm-hmm. if you have some production underneath with the addition of Cooks and then with a step up from those guys. So when we come back, I want to talk about the the possibilities for this young wide receiver core and getting some reps. Really interesting mailbag question. Uh, Nick and Patrick did a both, both did a great job of answering that mailbag question, I kind of want to go through it and, and get your thoughts, Isaiah and Nick. I want you to kind of explain your answer there, too, when we come back right here on Talking Cowboys. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Black Rifle Coffee Company serves premium coffee to people who love America. When you drink Black Rifle Coffee, you are directly supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders in your community. Black Rifle's expert roasters love coffee almost as much as Texas loves football, so it makes sense that America's Coffee partnered with America's team. Go online at BlackRifleCoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com to fuel up today. Hey, honey, can we talk? Of course. What's up? Well, I just thought you should know. I've been curious about the new Dr. Pepper strawberries and cream. (gasps) Have you felt this way a long time? No, I just think I'd really like the taste of Dr. Pepper swirled with layers of flavor. If you feel that way, I think you should try it, babe. It's amazing. I mean, you're amazing, too. (laughs) New Dr. Pepper Strawberries and Cream, the new flavor you deserve. Want to use the Cowboys locker room's favorite products? Check out the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites, plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word cowboys. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. Back to Talking Cowboys. Register now for 2023 Dallas Cowboys Youth Camps presented by Invisalign. Athletes ages 6 to 16 invited to learn from the best this summer at AT&T Stadium or at Ford Center at the Star and Frisco. Football camps are led by former NFL players. Dance camps are taught by current Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. Save $25 when you sign up for camp by May 12th. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash camps. Final segment here of Talking Cowboys, Nick Harris. We've got Isaiah Stanback. We've Hi. got Chris Beam in the back. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Mary Kyle Yeomans. I'm Lorena's husband. That's, that's just – I'm going to get – I need to get uh, – we, we filmed the Blitz on, on Friday. I need to get Jody Reimers, who's one of our graphic designers. I need him to just put Lorena's husband on the Bro, lower third. She was so excited to put that ring on your finger. Dude, yeah. She, she was, was like, pumped. finally, I get to mark my claim. <laughs> <laughs> she really was. She was actually, like, jumping up and she down like, on the stage. Yeah, was awesome. It was fun, man. Uh, all right. 
So before we wrap things up, we want to talk about these young players that can get some reps. There's a mailbag on DallasCowboys.com. And apologies, it was Patrick Walker who did a great job of, of answering. I really loved his answer. And then Nick Eatman, who actually uh, answered this. But we'll get Nick Harris to, to give his insight on it, too. The question was talking about rookie minicamp coming up this weekend. And, of course, we're going to get to see all of the rookies, all the undrafted free agents, and their first action with the Cowboys this week. Uh, it, it seems like there's a focus given to the season's vets or seasoned vets. Excuse me. Case in point, the wide receiver position. What about Jalen Tolbert and Simi Fajoko? If the first teamers are running the majority of the reps, how can a young receiver build timing and trust with the starting quarterback? Yeah. Same question on the defensive side of the ball because you're getting the reps from the rookies. Yes. But whenever you kind of get pushed down the depth chart the way that Jalen Tolbert, Simi Fajoko, yep. just as an example, have been the last couple years, how do you get those reps and you build that sort of mentality? I'll start with you, Isaiah. Great question, and I definitely can address that because that was me for a good portion of my yeah. career. You show out with the other guys. That's what you do. You prove that you are trustworthy. You prove that you are consistent. You prove that you know where to line up. Um, that you can pick up the audibles, that you can read the defenses correctly, and that you are a guy that can be relied upon. That's how you get an opportunity to start getting reps with the ones. And when you get those opportunities with the ones, don't get deer in the headlights. Go out there and do the same thing you were doing with the other guys. And that, and when you become that trustworthy guy, that's when you start doing well. It's no different than last last year. Um, I'm blanking out on on the young man's name. He wore three. Oh, Brown? No, not Brown. You uh, said three. Was he oh, Dennis Houston. Dennis Houston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dennis Houston did it three last. Three in training yeah, camp. Yes, in training camp. <laughs> yeah. Dennis Houston did it last, last training camp. He became a consistent guy for Dak, and so much so that he threatened the position. The only the problem was when Dennis Houston had to play with the backups, he didn't do well, right? So it was kind of flipped, right? You usually don't see it that way. Usually you see the backups link up together, and then when they get with the big, you know, the number ones, they, they kind of fall off or they don't put out the same performance. Dennis Houston did it the opposite way in training camp. So what you have to do is you have to not only show out with the number twos and the threes, quarterbacks, fours even, okay, and then the number one quarterback is going to sit back and be like, yo, okay, I see you. I see you. And then every so often you'll see them step up in one-on-ones and be like, okay, let me let me go out there and check it to them real quick and see if they have any chemistry. And if you take care of business there, then all of a sudden you might hop in and get some team reps because now your coach trusts that you're going to be in the right spot, that you're not going to mess up and make him look bad. Right? That's the big part of it. People don't talk about that aspect. Coaches aren't even going to put you in a position to mess up in practice because that then in turn looks bad on them and says that they're not doing what they need to do behind closed doors. So you have to be that trustworthy guy in there, and then the coach puts you in position to be successful and then once he puts you actually on the field now you have to gain the trust worthiness of the quarterback and there's going to be an opportunity in training camp for one of these guys if we look at the receiving core right now there's a very clear top three you got cd lamb you got brandon cooks and uh, you got michael gallup that fourth spot you got Simi Fajoko, Jalen Tolbert, maybe even Kevontae Turpin. Yeah, uh, I, There's a variety of guys that you could throw in right there that would have an opportunity. Dennis Houston, Dennis maybe Houston, again. Dennis Houston, absolutely. And yeah. then there's a couple of undrafted free agents and uh, obviously Jalen Brooks as well. Uh, but I, I think there will be at least one of these guys that will have to, uh, one of these guys will have to step up. And mm -hmm. if they don't, uh, Will McClay talked about it a couple weeks ago. He's like, the free agent market is still very much on the table. So it's, it's, uh, it's, it's perform now or, you know, uh, you get moved up and 
potentially cut off the roster off one of these guys. And since the, they were talking about the defensive side, too, and, and kind of asking the same question, there are names on the defensive side that have the same sort of problem. Neville Gallimore yeah. is one of those. I mean, he's entering year four. This is a contract year for him. He hasn't shown up the way that you would anticipate a third-round defensive tackle to show up. Osudigizu has done so. Chauncey Goldston has even flashed at times. But Neville Gallimore just hasn't been there before, hasn't been what you expected. Same thing from Jabril Cox. Jabril Cox was a day-three pick, but still they thought the value was there from that selection. And the injury has played a massive part in that. Yeah, unfortunately. But – which one of those guys is under the most pressure, kind of like what we just talked about with Tolbert or Fajoko, Nick? Mm-hmm. Because both Gallimore and Cox need to have a they need to have a big season. I think it would be Gallimore. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I, think that's, <laughs> I think that's the easy answer, just because there's they drafted over uh, in that interior defensive line. Yep. Um, there's less opportunity that's for him point. this year. Um, you know, he's going to have li- more limited opportunities than he had last season. So, you know, when he steps in, he's going to have to perform at a higher clip than he did last year. Totally agree with you. You got to remember last season they drafted an interior defense lineman by the name of yeah. John Ridgeway, and yeah. they chose Gallimore over Ridgeway. That's how tight the D-line room was then. Now, all of a sudden, you take a D-lineman in at first. Well, guess what? He's not going to get cut in camp. Nope. So he's going to be there. So in terms of somebody being in a hot seat, it absolutely has to be Gallimore, especially when there is a veteran and a first-round rookie that played the same exact position as you do. What impact are you going to make? You know both of those guys aren't going anywhere. Yeah. You're going to have to absolutely ball out to keep the rest of these guys off your back. And what it's about- not like he hasn't been healthy either. Uh, that's, that's, another, yeah. that's another instance. Yeah, he's got to get on the field, too. And remember, uh, Gallimore was playing in that last preseason game, if you guys remember. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was out there well into the third and fourth quarter, and everybody was like, why is Gallimore still out there? And they're like, well, he's competing for a spot at this point. Yeah, no, you're exactly right, because I remember you and I were talking about it, and the fact that he was – he was even in the game late in that that third and final preseason game at AT AT&T Stadium – and we were looking at each other like, is this telling us something or is this just a guy trying to get reps? Because, of course, the year before that, he got hurt in Arizona mm-hmm. in the preseason. So it, it it is. Yeah, he hasn't been healthy, which he's been on and off the field. But for the most part, you've got to be on the field. You've got to be productive. I think Quentin Bohana is very similar in that same, same realm because you got drafted over. I mean, Mozzie Smith and Jonathan Hankins are back. Quentin Bohana, is he on uh, alert? in terms of being a nose tackle and being somebody on this roster. Isaac Alarcone, he made the switch from offensive line to defensive line. That's going to be an uphill battle for him to make the roster because he's out of those exemptions. So there there there's so many questions on the defensive line. Uh, Going back to linebacker, though, you add DeMarvian Overshone, then you add that to the the combination of Jabril Cox, Devin Harper, Malik Jefferson – out of those three guys, who do you think has the best shot at sticking around come training camp and, and past training camp? Uh, this was something I was breaking down yesterday, and I was going through the the wonders of PFF trying to break down where the, the, the guy has the most experience at in, in different linebacking slots. I'm going to say DeMarvion Overshone, but I'm not confident in that answer. Well, I, I just think it's because of his athleticism, his ability to play in all three levels. Yeah, and I think he'll – I mean, he's a third-round draft pick. He's going to be on the roster for a couple of years. But you, then you also got Devin Harper, yeah. six-round pick, yeah. speedster, special teams where does he fit in is he even in the rotation because in front of demarvian overshone you have damone clark and leighton vanderesh so i i agree with you completely i think demarvian overshone is going to rotate through 
But then there's how do you fit in a Malik Jefferson and a Devin Harper and a Jabril Cox if you have the confidence it's in tough. those three guys? It's tough. I, I don't think you're going to be able to bring all three guys. Uh, that's, that's just the way I, I see it. And if you really want to know, in that second preseason game, all you have to do is look out who runs out there on punt coverage for <laughs> yeah, linebackers. I yeah. mean, the first team punt coverage, that's probably going to be the guys that they're working out to be on the roster. You like that punk coverage, don't you, Isaiah? Oh, I mean, that's, the there's so much value in special teams. I'm glad Beamer brought that up. So, to his point, it's very telling. It's very telling when you start looking as we get closer to camp and you start seeing the preseason games. All that stuff's going to matter. So when you start looking at this battle at that second level between Jefferson and Harper, which one is going to stand out more in special teams? That's where you're going to be playing. You're not going to be rotating in on, on defense most likely. So yeah. how can you suit up every week? And if you're not suiting up every week, then you're not on his roster. Yeah. Oh gosh, yeah, you got to be, you got to be available. Best available, uh, best ability is availability. Yeah. I mean, that's been a buzzword and a and a common term around yeah. these walls. And the- impact, what impact can you make? You know, what what is going to be your impact? Are you just another guy that I'm throwing on there for depth, or are you actually going to make an impact in one third of the game? Yeah, mm-hmm. and we've seen guys overextend their stays on a roster by having that special team <laughs> ability, yes. and then eventually finding that role on a defense. You know, so look at CJ, CJ, yeah, exactly, I mean, exactly. That's a great, yeah, great example. All right, rookie mini camp coming up this weekend. Nick, who's the guy you want to watch the most that you're going to see through the weekend? Oh, uh, I, I think Mozzie is the easy answer. I also love outside Demarvion. of Mozzie, <laughs> I, I, obviously Demarvion as well. But this is going to be. I, I'm going to go on the field. I'm going to look around. I'm going to be where. Is Hunter Lipke. I want to see that guy in action. I want to see him go. <laughs> I like that. Fullback, yes. H-back, tight yes. end. I don't even care. He's yeah. going to be fun to watch. Who do you think? I'm going to look at the tight ends. I yeah. want to see what Luke Schoonmaker is going to do. I want to see how does his feet look. You know, what, I mean, what, how is he putting himself in position? You know, a lot of times last year's draft, we sat there and watched Ricky Meeting Camp, and we are trying to keep an eye out and see how these guys are going to be moving around. Are they big enough, right? How, do they have enough weight in their butt? Like, those are things I want to see. He, yep. he got drafted for a particular reason, for a, for a specific purpose. What is going to be the impact that he makes on as an extension of that offensive line and then how soft are his hands? I want to see whose ankles Deuce Vaughn is going to break first. <laughs> I want to see is who, he that shifty? I want to see who he – oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. I want to see who he gets through first. That, that's one of my, my things. I also want to see Viliami Fajoko. I want to see Junior Fajoko get after it yep. and see what he can do. I think he's going to be really fun to watch when – we actually get to training camp. I, I think we're going to look up. He, he's wearing 93 at the, at the moment. I mean, of course, all, all, all of those are subject to change. But I, I think we're going to look up at training camp. We're going to say, man, 93 is balling. Yeah. Got something going on out there. And I think that'll be what we see from, from Junior Fajoko. All right. That does it for us on Talking Cowboys. Next week, Patrick will be back. I will not be. We will have Haley Sutton hosting the next two shows. She's going to come in and do a great job. Uh, talking Cowboys with Haley Sutton, hosting some things. But everybody should be back and ready to go in a couple of weeks. I'm going to go watch the Stars clinch game six. Go ahead and move on to the Western Conference Finals in person with Isaiah on on Saturday. All-Stars fans, good luck. (laughs) Thanks, buddy. Honestly, might need it. My yeah, name. after after My Sunday name. is kind of it's a virtual handshake. I, I I got off the I got off the dance floor and one of my friends came up to me and he's like, "You want to know the star score?" And I was like, "Was it good?" Mm. And he was like, "No." And I was like, "Just just let me know." And he was like, seven to two." And I was like, "Oh, like it, oh man, it was like the one bad thing of the whole wedding night." Hey, was, you know what? It, the good news is for the stars. Um, 
you know, the the best player for the Kraken actually comes back and starts playing today. Yeah. Oh, that's fine. It was the Patrick Ewing effect. Now they're going to play worse, so that's fine. We'll see how that works. Yeah, we'll make it work out. All right. For Isaiah, stand back for Nick Harris. For Chris Beam in the back, I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long from Talking Cowboys. We will see you next Tuesday. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, guys?